episode five of From the Cheap Seats. My name is Dylan Thompson. Tell me what you think about the new tune. Well, I went ahead and switched it up uh, for this this week's episode. Uh, I like it a lot. I think it sounds pretty good. Uh, might stick with it. Um, then we can also adventure out a little more. But hey, this time of year is the best time of year. And, and, and we're going to talk about it all throughout the episode. I'm super excited. First of all, like I mentioned last week, I'm almost back to school. I love being back at school. Uh, I can't wait to catch up with some of my buds that I made up there, up in Muncie. Um, also, football is right around the corner. College football is one thing. Fantasy football, another thing. Uh, baseball season, it's winding down. The weather is getting nice. Um, August is an overlooked month. That's what I realized while I was prepping for this episode that we have today. Um, but with all that aside, we'll get to all that later. This is something that I've been waiting to share, if you haven't already heard. But as soon as I heard it, I was like, I need to look that up right now so I can share it with the pod. The Summer Olympics will be back in America in 2028. LA will be hosting them. Um, and coming from a guy, first of all, that loves sports and second of all is, is it, it just loves my country. I, I'm a huge Patriot. My, my patriotism is through the roof. So mixing sports in, in America, I don't think you can have a better one, two combo right there. Oh, I'm so excited for this. Um, not only are we getting the Olympics, but we also look like we also look like the hero because we basically we were really or LA was really pushing hard for the 2024 Summer Olympics. Um, but for those of you that don't know, uh, Paris actually hosted the 1924 Summer Olympics. So Paris really wanted that uh, it being the 100 year um, tribute. I guess you can 100 year anniversary or yeah um, for Paris. Um, the last time they hosted, or when, when they hosted them that time. Um, so we were just like, yeah, we'll just take the 2028, and we'll stop pushing for 2024, give that. So already on top for, for the U.S. of A. right there. Um, but I will say, I, I really believe that it's time for the, the Olympics to be back in America, Summer Olympics especially, because, you know, I mean, I mean, the Winter Olympics are cool. Um, actually, my favorite sports in the Winter Olympics, I love curling. I can't get over curling, but the Summer Olympics is just a whole nother, a whole nother thing. Uh, it, it started before uh, you have more uh, medals. Um, you have more medals each year given out. Um, it, it It's just basically the, the rock of, of Olympics. So yeah, it's great. But like I was saying, I, I, I really believe it was time for America to host another Olympic Games. Um, we, we hosted the Winter Olympics in, in 2002. Uh, but the last time we hosted a Summer Olympics was 1996. Uh, we're, we're past 20 years on that. And I get that it's every four years, but I mean, come on. America is, is not only a power, power nation, uh, not only in the, well, I, I guess actually only in the Olympics. Uh, don't get me started on a national, international uh, soccer we did win the the baseball classic uh, the, this past when was that? oh that was earlier this year yeah that was earlier this year that we won that um, and yeah we just won the gold cup in soccer so I guess our international soccer game is stepping up 
uh, we did win in women's. So I don't know. I just, I just basically joked on my own nation and, and I'm backing it up now. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't have even said that, but anyway, yeah, I mean, I mean, we're, we're dominant in that. And, and just as, as a world figure where we're a dominant figure, um, whether that comes to sports, whether that comes to government and, and, and all the politics side, but and, and we're not going to get in that. If, if you're wanting to get into that, you're, you're tuning into the wrong podcast. Okay. I'm sure there are some better ones that will fit your need there. <sighs> Gosh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I love the Olympics. I've already figured it out. Uh, if it's in 2028, uh, I'll be graduating in 2020. That gives me eight years to settle down. Well, screw the settling down thing, but eight years to find a job and start saving up. Cause I'll tell you one thing I will be at at least something. Okay. And I, and I say that because the way the Olympics work is you have a, you have a host nation and you have a host city. So, the host nation, obviously America, the host city, LA. LA will have the opening ceremony there. There will be majority or, or a lot of the the events and everything held in Los Angeles. But with that being said, they also don't have enough room. And and uh, even though LA is a huge city, they still have to venture out. They, you know, they might play a game in in uh, in Texas, a game in New York, um, a game in Atlanta anything like that hopefully they come to indianapolis that's that, that's close to me but then again who knows where i'll be in 2028 yeah if you're listening sports center or if you're listening espn i wouldn't mind moving out to connecticut or just put me in la and i'll already be there that would be cool but yeah i can guarantee you that in 2028 i will be at a game i uh, and the, I'm going to try to be at the opening ceremony because that'll be something that I would want to experience. LA is also, I mean, they're, they're pushing really well. Um, they have a chance to host the final four there. They have a chance to host, or I think they are hosting the Super Bowl there. I'm not exactly sure on the years, but I, I know that I think they are hosting a Super Bowl. They have a, a very nice bid for the final four. Um, and they also have a very nice bid for the FIFA World Cup in 2024. 2026, excuse me. Yeah, they they could also host, they could be hosting the World Cup and then the Olympics two years after. But man, all this Olympic talk, it's wearing me out. Just got real excited. Winter Olympics are close, so they're this winter. (laughs) Ha ha. Oh yeah. That's something to look forward to. I can't wait for curling. All right. Wow. There's that. Um, so fantasy football, uh, another great, great time. Um, I just got myself in a league uh, with some guys at work. Um, yeah. There, there's money on the line this time. So I, I, me playing fantasy, I'm usually the type of guy that I, I go hard. Like I'm, I'm constantly checking my team. I'm constantly checking everything, trying to, trying to, trying to sign players and trade and everything. I, I, I'm real good for four to six weeks. And after that, week five week six i kind of push it back and realize you know it's it's fantasy football does it really mean that much do you really need to put that much time towards it but with money on the line it's different so i'm really looking forward to that maybe i'll i'll stay like 
going hard all 14 weeks. That'll be interesting. But yeah, um, and with that, I just want to share, I think, the three key players in this draft. Okay, first we're going to start at the quarterback position. I don't, I don't, I've done my research. Um, A lot of people are saying Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was a common name, but Tom Brady, I I think that's the obvious. If you can get Tom Brady, draft Tom Brady. I mean, obviously you got to get the running back and depending on how many slots you have for wide receivers and everything, you might not draft a quarterback in the first round. But, I mean, the freaking Patriots are, are being projected to go 19-0. and 0. And You're telling me Brady isn't the number one quarterback in the draft? That's blasphemy. And, and the whole 19-0 and 0 thing. The Patriots will be a great team. The Patriots probably will make it to the Super Bowl. My pick for the Super Bowl, I'm a little biased. But mm, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers have been very good the last couple of years. And I think they're going to sneak in this year. I really do. I think this year's the year. I am best being a Steelers fan myself. So I might see more light than what there actually is for that team. But Patriots 19-0, no way. I, I, I don't I don't think so. It's almost like when Kentucky was supposed to go 40 and or they weren't supposed to, but I mean they were 38 and 0. And I was actually at that game where Wisconsin beat them, and you know it's like they came close, yeah, but mm-mm. that's that's just almost unheard of. It's sports upsets happen. That's that's if upsets didn't happen, why would we watch sports? So yeah, Tom Brady in the quarterback position. I, I don't. I there's no argument there. I I really really don't think so. Uh, running back position. Running back is almost the biggest position when drafting a fantasy team. Um, I think Ezekiel Elliott is a good pick, a safe pick, even with the whole, everything he's gotten himself into. Um, unless something comes comes up there, I think he'll be fine. Um, you might lose him for two to four games, uh, but the rest of them will be worth it. Absolutely worth it. Um, it'll be a good pick up there. But I think the top one in this year's draft is Le'Veon Bell. And you can call me biased again, whatever. But Le'Veon Bell is the best running back in the NFL. There, there's no, there's no argue, or there, you can argue with me, but I don't see it. I'm not going to see it. If you watch Le'Veon Bell run, first of all, and just his style of running, it's different than any other quarterback that's in the league now, any other quarterback that's been in the league. And, I mean, honestly, I, I don't know if there's going to be a running back that runs like him now. It should because he's so successful with it. It's unreal. He kind of has a, a stutter to him, a hesitation, which to most people would be like, why is that good? You, you want to run. He, he finds gaps that I feel like only he sees. And, and the craziest thing about Le'Veon Bell, yeah, he, he got in some trouble last offseason, had to take four games off. Whatever. They had a great year. Steelers had a good year. Le'Veon Bell was was a prime key, prime factor in that great year. And he tweets out this offseason and says, I got to get better. I know they're athletes. They got to get better. But come on, dude. 
to think it, yeah, you need some drive. But to tweet it is another thing. Le'Veon Bell, oh, I hope I get him. I can tell you right now. If 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 I don't get pick one, two, or three, I probably won't get him, and I'll be mad. I will be mad. But I hope I do. Uh, the wide receiver position. Uh, this matters a lot if you're in a PPR league, okay? Um, PPR being a, a point per reception for those wide receivers. Um, but I'll tell you what. I think Julio Jones runs away with it here. Um, I, I, I've seen Antonio Brown, so not being biased. And I also saw Le- Le'Veon Bell, so don't call me biased for that one either. Uh, Antonio Brown, a great pick. Um, him and Big Ben, uh, a, a top QB wide receiver in the league right now. Um, but with the the year Matt Ryan had last year and, and how well that football team did last year, Julio Jones, uh, I really think, is a top wide receiver to, to go with, um, whether that's PPR or not. You know, um, Julio Jones is, is the top guy for the Falcons, and, I mean, they're, they're, they're going to be targeting him. That also can hurt him because, you know, he's going to get double covered more often. Um, it kind of happened with Antonio Brown last year uh, towards the end of the year. Started getting covered um, with, with two guys versus one and things like that. But I really think Julio Jones will be a safe and also a smart wide receiver choice there. And for the defense, I, mean, I, I guess you got to go with the Denver defense. And why? Because Von Miller is apparently getting 30 sacks. So I, I guess there's your defense. And, and Von Miller is almost kind of getting made fun of because he's saying he's predicting he's going to get 30 sacks. And it's not un... I mean, it's possible. Give him two sacks a game. Two sacks a game, is it possible? And then you can also throw in a sprinkle in some, some games where he... Picks up four, picks up three one game. I don't see why people, I mean, a 30-sack season is very doable. It's very doable. That's averaging two a game. Easy. Just beat the defender, beat the the lineman twice in a span of an hour. You got to be in twice in a span of an hour each game. Those are odds that I would go with. I would bet. I think he also has the ability to do it. He's a good player. So for sure, go with that Denver defense whenever it gets to be that time of the draft. Now, just just mention how confidence how how confident rather Von Miller is in himself. And Kevin Rand is also pretty confident. So, first of all, and, and this is rare. You'll, you'll very rarely hear this. But on a YouTube account or YouTube channel, Kevin Durant posted something. And, and as most people who have some sort of fame would have happened to them, someone, it's whatever, just commented on it and said something along the lines of you're still not as good as LeBron or LeBron is still better than you. 
Kevin Durant proceeded to respond back with nah. Now, this has been a discussion that's, that's happened. Um, and by the way, side tangent. These, this, this whole thing right here, this whole podcast thing right here is difficult because I don't have someone to bounce ideas off of. So, don't tear me up for that. <laughs> but, back to it. Yes, Kevin Durant, he's not, he's not LeBron, okay? Um, fact of the matter is, LeBron is, is aging, he is. He, he's older than Kevin Durant, obviously. But LeBron put up a, a career-high season in some categories last year. LeBron's getting old, but he's still getting better. So, it's, he's almost invincible. He's like Iron Man. Quit calling him the king. He's Iron Man. But, what's the problem with KD saying nah? Okay, first of all. I mean, me, yes. I'd probably be like, yeah, you're right. I mean, Kevin, I love you. I love you to death. But you, you did have to join the Warriors to get your, your first piece of metal on that on that ring finger. But Kevin says not. Nah. And, and what's the problem with that? They're, they're athletes, first of all. I, I'm sure it would, there was almost some sort of a joking manner to it. But if it wasn't in Kevin Durant's mind that he's the best in the world... Then, then what's the point of him playing? You know, every athlete should think that they're 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 amazing. They have to go out with the man with the mentality that they are great, that they are good at what they do, just like us in our everyday lives. Talking to a mic, talking in front of a camera for me, it's. The microphone, not so much. I, I, I naturally can talk in front of a microphone. You put a camera in front of me, it's different. It's, it's intimidating. If I didn't have the confidence in myself to say, hey, you're good at what you do, trust yourself, and do it, I wouldn't get through anything. And honestly, I'm still learning to trust myself. It's, it's a learning process. You at work, you know, if you weren't confident in what you did, you'd never get anything done. You, you'd freak out about it. You'd second-guess yourself all the time. You wouldn't get anything produced. These athletes have to be confident in themselves to play every night, to play every week, and to perform at a great level. So, Katie, yeah. Think you're the best. You're probably not, but think you're the best. But who is the best? The best right now? I'm saying LeBron. The best in my little era that we have going on so far, that includes Kevin, or Kevin, that includes Kobe. So going with LeBron. Now you want to talk all of, all of the NBA. I don't know if you can compare it. Right? I, I can't. I don't feel comfortable comparing it. I never saw Michael Jordan play live. I think now you're getting, whenever you compare LeBron and Michael Jordan, you're, you get um, older and wiser people that have, that have some years, have some experience on them. Uh, my, my, my pops being one of those people. 
And, and I think if I asked him, he'd say Michael Jordan, greatest of all time. You get my generation, a lot of them will say LeBron James. Because that's, that's all we've seen. I don't remember when Michael played. I, I wasn't there to witness him jumping from the free throw line. How can I judge that when I haven't seen it? But what's frightening now is you're getting more people in the media who, who are, are almost a mix of, of each. With that being said, the, the age and, and, and the experience that my father has, as well as the, the new hip media um, that my generation has. And they're almost, I mean, I mean, it's 50-50, it's but the fact that some of them aren't leaning towards LeBron is scary. Is LeBron really the greatest? I, I don't know. I, I can't say. But apparently, and I, I can say, between LeBron and Kobe, and, and I'm going LeBron. I'm going LeBron. I'm, I'm still a little too young to remember Kobe's prime. And, and also what, what factors in is that it's weird because college basketball, I, I could watch college basketball all day. During the winter, I'm sitting down. Well, I'm not sitting down, but as soon if I have a chance to watch a college basketball game on a Saturday, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it for most of the day. I love watching college basketball. Now, any professional basketball in the NBA, I, I'll watch the playoffs, but I almost push that away. I, I'm not a big fan of it. I can't enjoy it. I'll talk to you about it. I'll research it so I can talk to you about it. I'm not ignorant. But I watched the playoffs. I, I watched the Warriors two years ago when they were getting ready to make history. Um, I watched Kobe's last game. Big things I'll watch, yes. But, I mean, what sports fan wouldn't? But when the Utah Jazz are playing the Clippers on a Tuesday night, man, I'm get that off ESPN. I'll flip over to ESPN2 and watch SportsCenter when I'm trying to go to sleep. I just can't watch it. So... I don't really remember Kobe's prime as well. Um, I, I do remember, obviously, Kobe's ending of his career. And I'm, I'm still going with LeBron. But Michael Jordan thinks different. Michael Jordan thinks Kobe's better than LeBron. Now, the chink in Michael Jordan's argument is he's only going off rings. He said, you can't compare Kobe's five to LeBron's three. And that brings to this, the, the discussion, is it all about the rings? And maybe it is. Because think about it. Kevin Durant is a very good player. Kevin Durant is a dominant player. But does he ever get... If you were to compare him to LeBron, the only reason he's getting paired... Compared to LeBron is because of this whole YouTube thing. But if you were to compare him to LeBron without that happening, people would laugh in your face. To compare Kevin Durant to LeBron James is 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 unheard of. Maybe that's because of the rings. Kevin Durant just got his first. To me, you, you, whatever with the rings. LeBron had to go to Miami to get his first. Kevin Durant comes to Oakland to get his first. 
So is that the talent of them or is that the talent of the team? You know, Kobe had Shaq for some. LeBron and Pippen. LeBron, LeBron and Pippen. Excuse me. Jordan and Pippen, rather. Is that really all in the player? Is that what they have around them? So. Michael Jordan, the best ever. LeBron, the best I've ever seen. That's where I'm at. Before I end, I have a quick ending, ending statement. A couple weeks ago, I went and picked a World Series winner. I think I went with the Yankees. Scratch that. Dodgers. Not because the Yankees aren't doing as well as what I thought, but the Dodgers are doing unreal. They just grabbed you, Darvish, as well. Are you kidding me? Yes, they can fall apart, but I... Mm-mm. The Dodgers are playing unreal baseball. They're playing baseball like the Cubbies did last year. And that is something to watch. That's something to watch. It's, it's, coming, it's coming close. Football season is right around the corner. That means for me, tailgates, and that means for you, something to do on your Sundays. Because I can tell you right now, Sundays can be pretty boring once you get out of church right now. And that needs to change. Because Sundays should be appreciated. Right now, all they are is, 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 as soon as you get out of church, you just start dreading Monday. It almost feels like we should be happy for Sundays. And we'll, we'll start being happy here very soon. Next week, let me, let me think. Yes, next week will actually be the last episode that I will be in in my my studio slash spare bedroom. <laughs> but the studio, the studio gain, actually gained um, a, another piece of equipment. I've recently taken up DJing. Uh, so in the studio right now, a little little scene for you. Um, a light in the corner. Uh, my my stepmom's drying rack is sitting straight in front of me. I have a shelf behind me. Um, then I have a black card table in the middle of it, uh, a boom stand mic that I'm talking into, connected to my interface, coming around into my computer. And then I have a big chunk of a of a DJ controller just sitting there. And while I'm not recording, I'm practicing my DJing skills. So this room is almost a, a multi-purpose room now. Uh, but sadly, the relationship that I have that I've gained in memories that I've, I've achieved in this room will come to an end for how long is the school year? I, I don't know, but at least until winter break. So four months, that's bad math. I'm guessing if that was wrong, that wasn't bad math. That was a guess. But anyway, yes, next week will be the last one in here. Kind of upsetting, but also I, I'm excited to get back to school. Um, so yeah, I rushed into this at the beginning, so if you can, just leave us a, a like, a review, a rating. Um, I, I, I tweet at me I, something so I know that there's actual listeners and I can get some sort of a self-esteem boost. Probably should have said this at the beginning because if, if you lasted all the way through this almost 30-minute conversation, then wow, you're, you're really in for it for the long haul. Um, and I appreciate that. So tweet at me and let me know that you did it. Uh, <laughs> Twitter is at from underscore cheap seats. 
my personal Twitter at Dylan Thompson, D-Y-L-A-N-T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N, followed by five, five. So I'm going to hop up off here, and until next week, just enjoy yourself, okay? I'll see you in a week with episode six. Thank you, guys.